0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is powered by JN Bank.
1: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica podcast. I am Luke Douglas, your host. And today I have with me Dr. Ashburn Pinnock. He is the president of Jamaica's leading and oldest teacher education training institution, the Michael University College. Welcome, Dr. Pinnock.
2: Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much.
1: It's a pleasure to have you, sir. As Jamaica faces its 60th year of independence okay. I want to hear from you what is the role of MICO in the development of Jamaica Firstly tell me a little bit about the plans for the Michael University College over the next decade
2: Well as you just cited that the Michael has a critical role to play in teacher education being the leading teacher education institution in, in this part of the world. We have been a part of Jamaica's development in the, la- in the last 185 years, um, now 186 years. Wow. And we were there at all the critical juncture of Jamaica's independence. And it's, it's from, from uh, emancipation yes. all the way so today, mm-hmm. uh, where there are independence, where there are the Marbury Rebellion, where there are, the ref- during the reform era, we took part in the reform of the education system, uh, etc. So it's only sort of natural that we continue to play that role um, today. Uh, as it relates to our 60th, the 60th anniversary, um, I think it's, it's really a time of reflection and how do we proceed going forward with education. You asked about the Michael in the next 10 years. And I think the Michael has to look at the context of what is happening in the world around us and the fast pace in which the world is changing and the, 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 the use of technology and its impact. Yes. And of course, uh, we tend to use and overuse the pandemic as a, um, a, a, a milestone or a yardstick to measure but I think yes. right. writing was on the wall long before the pandemic. Right. We have seen the big tech companies moving off. Um, we have seen a paradigm shift in goods, or we, or we consume, or we distribute yes. goods and services. Um, we have seen the, the internet of things. We have seen artificial intelligence in the fifth industrial revolution now taking over. And if we are preparing teachers, who are in turn going to prepare students for this future that is here, then we must get with it. And therefore, we have started our program of smart college, smart classroom, um, the last five years. We need to invest more in technology. We need to ensure that our teachers are at the cutting edge in the preparation of our students from the early childhood level to our secondary students leaving um, the system. And so our plan is to ensure that our teachers are fit for purpose. And purpose is within the context of what is happening in Jamaica and the world um, as we prepare our students to go out and face the, the new paradigm shift. Right. And therefore, our, our focus is going to be a, a blended approach. What the pandemic has taught us yes. is that while technology is critical and is important, In our future and present development there is still a need for that social interaction that emotional intelligence social intelligence and so we talk about learning gap but the learning gap was not just in the academic aspect of it yes there was a huge social learning gap that Mm -hmm. that developed because socialization is learned and we know that now because of a deficit we have we have and the gaps as a result of the pandemic both in students our children and adults and we are seeing signs of it now creeping up and therefore we are now embarking on a program that also caters to the psychosocial well-being of not only our lecturers but our
1: pre-service teachers as as we move forward indeed you you spoke about the smart classroom um just elaborate just very briefly on on that well, the smart classroom and
2: smart college concept mm-hmm. is to ensure that we get with the technology that is going out there. And the teachers leaving the classroom must be au okay with what is happening. And it also provides us with a level of efficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, we educate people who are not able to come within our local space. And so it could be a, 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 a situation where a teacher can be teaching in the classroom having an, a set number of students sitting before them, but also catering to people who are present somewhere, not only within Jamaica, but overseas. So your mm-hmm. class can consist of 35 or 20 students, 15 before you, the other five or 15 can be elsewhere okay. uh, as a convenience, because a part of the, the growing demand right now for services is convenience. Yes, And the, the pandemic has shown that we have students currently who are overseas working and oh. studying online okay. um, so that they can pay their fees now it's difficult to tell them to return to jamaica without a job and how are they going to be funded in their education yes. so we must find a way to bridge that gap and the smart classroom smart college concept and the technology can help us to bridge that gap right. you know with the students and there are others who are mature Students already graduated but want to do professional development training or higher level degrees They necessarily do not want to come into campus every day Mm -hmm. We have to cater for them as well And that's how we intend to use technology to bridge the gap and also to equip them with the cutting edge
1: As you talk about um, Training your students who may be in different locations. They are remote and some who are here thinking about the longer long-term development of Jamaica. One of the things that has plagued our education system is the migration of our uh, teachers. In right. fact, most of our experienced teachers. Is that something that is here to stay? Is that something that can be addressed? Migration? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how we can going to address it because it's not
2: something that needs to be addressed in the sense that we are, have been a migratory people from 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 day one. So, so our out of many one people, I mean that there are several people who came at different times. So the history book that is entitled The People Who Came, happily describe us as a people. And we also not just um, assembled here in Jamaica, but we also migrated. So we, in fact, there are more Jamaicans overseas than are present in Jamaica in the right. diaspora. Mm-hmm. So that's a given. Now, how do we address this? Um, we have to capitalize on our human resource. 26 years ago when I wrote my master's thesis, I discovered that our most valuable resource was, in fact, our people, not yes. bauxite and sugar and banana and tourism, mm-hmm. it was our people. And it's the people who drove those industries anyway. And realizing that, then we have to ensure that whatever people do, we capitalize on, on that. Education is is critical to shape them to ensure that they are ready and fit for purpose so they can serve now once we educate them It it, it comes at an investment. Yes, you know, I don't like to use the word cost Mm -hmm. We have invested in our people Right now if we invest in them and they are moving overseas to serve other nations We should get something from it Yes. And we do through remittances, through remittances. But we can get more from it. Right. India has shown us that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they train and educate for export. So I'm thinking that Jamaica should have a deliberate policy not to, to stifle people's creativity and stifle and prevent them from moving out, but to ensure that when they do, that we benefit through no disadvantage to them moving out of Jamaica. Yes. So I believe a system can be set up that an exit interview can be done as people leave not to deter them but to facilitate them in leaving we should train them to to serve in other markets around the world in other school system around the world at the same time we should enable that, enable them to be able to contribute back to their economy so when they're leaving they should be given the option for example to contribute to NHT as they would here, yes. to pay into their NIS as they would here, to pay towards their a pension plan if they so desire, to, co- to come up with a, an insurance plan if they desire. And so if they're abroad they can now access these resources and these benefits um, through NHT, buy a house, build a house, For themselves to return if they want to offer relatives who are here or a
1: vacation home when they want to return. So we should be looking to facilitate Facilitate those who leave. Yes, yeah. Most of us have relatives abroad. The families stick together even though they uh, some are here and some are elsewhere. Right. So
2: a Mm -hmm. a particular sum could be sent to Jamaica every month to to satisfy those those services. Right. And so um, there could be some kind of bilateral agreement with our government, their government to say, if you're taking our, our, at least, remunerate us for the cost of their education and their training, that money could be pumped back into our education system. And uh, so for teachers, for example, mm-hmm. the colleges could benefit a
1: lot yes. from our inflow of funds from teachers leaving here. What are the numbers like here at Michael? How many students do you graduate under... First degree program.
2: Um, we've got over three hundred students comfortably every year. Mm-hmm. Um, near to four hundred at times. Yes. Per yeah, every and year. you
1: do have graduate programs as well. We
2: have graduate programs as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so so yes.
1: Are you looking to in- increase those numbers? Definitely. Next,
2: mm-hmm. And I'm happy you asked because one mm-hmm. of the the strategic objective is to is to explore overseas market and, yes. and the online facilities and we have now we are now converting most of our courses, and we are hoping to do maybe all of our courses in the next couple of years right. and to the online mode where we can have the option. And so we can expand our market in the Caribbean region and also in, in Europe and in the US via online because there are persons who understand the quality of our, of our product. Yes. And they, they are using our teachers. Um and they so they know they know what we're capable of doing. So um I believe that we can we can have a serious and, and market.
0: And now a word from our sponsors. Roll out, roll out, roll out JN also known, helping you on your journey.
2: Roll out and make a statement in your brand new vehicle. JN Bank helping you find a way. Free roads and assistance from J-A-A. Roll out with peace of mind. One, one low
0: monthly payment of us insurance from JNGI.
2: It's three the easy way.
0: No will we'll help you find a way we want to help you mark every milestone celebrate the joy of living cheers to the best in life drink and live responsibly a message from Red Stripe part of the Heineken company from generation to generation Jamaicans have depended on JN Bank the pride and joy of providing a safe place for their families possible now with no processing fees and no down payment mortgage options you can open the door to your own sweet home a legacy to hand to your next generation visit jnbank.com to get pre-approved today JNBank will help you find a way welcome back to our podcast
1: How how close do you think that uh, the implementation of that would be?
2: In fact, we were hoping that we could start in September Mm -hmm. and we still hoping that we could get a few cohorts going. And so we intend to do some marketing in in these islands, especially. Yes, in In our neighboring islands, in the Caribbean Mm -hmm. islands, um, especially. Um, We we were reacting to COVID Mm -hmm. um, as well as we had put some plans in place uh, so we are we are we are ready, but not ready enough to 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 capitalize uh, fully yet. But I'm I'm hoping that by and I'm projecting that by next academic year uh, we will be up and ready. Our departments are currently working on their their new courses. Some of them are are full degree programs. Some are short courses. Some are professional development courses. And so we are, we are moving towards that. things like cyber teaching, mm-hmm. you know, teaching in cyberspace, gamification, gamification, um, animation, yes. um, we are doing robotics. Um, so all of these programs
1: that we are trying to blend it with our teaching programs. One of the comments that persons have made over the years is that there are not enough males in the classroom. The Michael has had um, efforts to increase the number of men in the classroom. Tell me about that, and where do you see that going forward?
2: It's indeed a problem. In fact, I listened to the Prime Minister this last night um, lamenting the fact that we are getting investments in hotels being built, but yet not being able to find enough laborers to build those hotels. And yes. somebody was remarking that our youngsters are, are moving towards other antisocial gangs and and scamming etc right and part of the reason why these kids are moving away and unaccounted for because there are no role models around Mm -hmm. uh, are very few role models around to 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 direct them the the shortage of men in the classrooms um, as role models and as teachers is really a headache for us here in jamaica right and so we do need more to, to direct them into more progressive, you know, line of occupation. What's the ratio of um, males to female graduates? Here? Here. Right now it's near to 80 to 20%. Wow. So, you know, um, yes. that's, that's the reality. In fact, we increased that a bit mm-hmm. a few years ago when we embarked on our Vet scholarship program, mm-hmm. when we um, offered the, the science subjects through the government of Jamaica, the Ministry of Education, they gained full scholarship for the science, mathematics, and science subjects. Oh, at that time, we mm-hmm. found more men coming yes. to access the science courses, and so our ratio increased at graduation because Is that of the that
1: program still
2: uh um, It's still on, but it's scaled down a bit, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm using this opportunity to, to really encourage the ministry to really look at that program and to increase, because we're going to have another round of shortage of maths and science teachers in the near future because these persons were not bonded the bond will be lifted shortly and they will now move to more lucrative grounds how how
1: many years were they bonded for
2: five years oh and that five years expires for some of them now it's coming to to that uh, right and therefore we need plus what it did it brought more men into the field because they are more interested in the science you know the maths and science area Mm -hmm. and so if you want to increase that and that's a, good,
1: that's, a, that's a good effect of the program, and we're looking forward to that. So, in a, in a practical way, why is the shortage of men in the classroom a problem? What happens in a school setting because there are no males? Socialization is learned, mm-hmm. and you have to be socialized
2: to become who you are, how you're going to be. And there's a reason why we have um, male and female. Life is all about balance. And so the need for male in, in the ecosystem is critical and important. In the education sector, it is important because that's where the male and the, the early childhood male start to, to formulate its values and attitude. It is said that the first um, thousand, thousand days are critical and important. Yes. And that's where the brain system is formed. And so you need to have both male and female around the child, Mm -hmm. especially the male, you know, the male child at an early stage. But there are Uh, hardly
1: any men at the early childhood level. That's a problem.
2: Yes. And in fact, the bulk of Mm -hmm. your resources should go to the early childhood level. Mm -hmm. And so you need more male. Not only do you need more male, but you need more qualified
1: um, um, teachers, male and female, and resources at the early childhood level. But isn't that a worldwide problem, or a Caribbean-wide problem, where there are no men at the primary and early stage? Yes, it's, 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 it's
2: not just a Caribbean problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it boils down to economics as well, mm-hmm. where, apart from the, 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 the diversion of male into other antisocial activity, there's a perception that teaching does not pay. Yes, and, and it's more than a perception It's really true It mm-hmm. doesn't pay a lot or, or as much as other professions right. And so the male that we have That are moving forward
1: We look towards more lucrative You know, field um, But and unless it, you can address this problem of the pay Why would a man Choose teaching Unless that issue of the pay Is addressed It has to be addressed And
2: mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily Cash in the pocket that is needed Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of incentives. I just mentioned one just now, where males were given incentive of scholarships. Yes, and we had a huge inflow of men coming into the, into the system. Right. So it shows that incentives can be used. It um, can work. It can work. So mm-hmm. incentive like housing, you know, because a man wants ensure his family is taking care of housing, um, medical insurance, for example. We talk about concession. There's a it's a topic now. Um, mm-hmm. Motor vehicle concession. Yes. Um, in whatever shape or form the government sees it fit to do so. So all kinds of incentives can be used um, to attract men to teaching profession where they believe that they can sustain a family and be responsible you know adults as they would like to be. Uh, and and it, it can be a hiking salary but it can also be a series of incentives that will ensure that they, 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 are, they are kept into the system.
1: My final question is about Jamaica's crime rate you know as we embark on our 60th year of independence Mm -hmm. it seems that we have not been able to deal with the problem of violent crime for the past 30 years. Is there a role for the education system and the MICO in tackling violent crime in Jamaica?
2: In fact Three years ago, four years ago, we had a, a conversation series which we took across the island to Montego Bay and also here in Kingston, mm-hmm. talking about education playing a critical role in, the, in addressing the issue of crime and violence. And yes. what, we, what we came up with is the, the value of investing in education. And as I said before, the early years, the formative years. And one role is that it keeps young men who are prone to, to become unattached and to be recruited by gangs, etc. Focus in school, and so one, the education should be enticing, should be exciting. Also, the the, the role we spoke earlier about the role of of men as mentors in the school system, and if you do have that combination of exciting, exploratory, um, well-resourced schools and education, we can now keep those kids focus past grade nine, which is a critical grade. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get distracted um, before grade 10, according to um, Dr. Herbert Gale, then you have a problem in, in keeping them in school. The critical thing is to get them to grade level, and then to be able to graduate them with some skills, some matriculation intent. So if you're not going on to university or tertiary level, you should have some skill where you can earn a decent living for yourself and your family. And, and that's, that's the rule of education. It's to prepare us for life. And if there's no, no, no sign that is gonna prepare me for anything, then I'm gonna find a loophole and, and move. So education also helps to prepare a civilized nation. How to solve our problems in a civilized manner. One of the index uh, indicators of an educated nation, is to examine how we solve our problems. Dispute resolution. And it should be seen in schools, it should be seen in the community, it should be seen in the halls of parliament, and how we conduct ourselves. is as much important um, as the, our academic pursuits. So our credentials are critical and important, but our conduct in society is also a great marker of how educated we are, and that
1: will help us to solve, I believe, our crime issue. Dr. Ashburn Pinock, President of V Micro, thanks again for joining me on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you, Luke. It's pleasure. my pleasure.
0: You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify. Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition is powered by JN Bank.